Welcome to the NS North Podcast. My name is Philip Kaskrain, and with me I have my co-host, Dan Byers. How are you, Dan? Not too bad. How are you? I am great. Thank you. And this time, our host, uh, sorry, our guest is Guy English. Hello, Guy. Hey, guys. Hey. How are you doing this evening? Very good. Happy to be talking to you. We're awesome. super pleased to have you, man. Yes. Thanks. So, uh, yeah, we're, yeah, go ahead. Yes. So can you tell us, tell us a little bit more about yourself and uh, what are you doing right now? Sure. Yeah. So uh, my name's Guy English and uh, with my partner, Chris Parrish, we recently founded a company called Aged and Distilled uh, and we have our first Mac app out. And uh, that is called Napkin, if I'm not mistaken. You're, you're not mistaken. Uh, and Napkin is a tool for concise image annotation and uh, markup. So basically, you bring images in, and you can sketch over them, uh, and we turn your sketches into nice vector uh, shapes or magnifying glasses in order so that you can, in order to enable you to really quickly communicate a visual idea in, in, in pretty-looking output. Even with a coffee stain on it? You know what? <laughs> we almost put coffee stains on it, and maybe maybe that's what we'll do when we get our trial version out. Just you know, <laughs> giant giant coffee stain right all over your work. <laughs> In that purchase to remove the coffee stain. Exactly. So, it's not a bad idea. It's a money making idea right here. There we go. So how how long were you actually in development for that new app? So for that new app, um it started out as uh, a playground for me, sort of a test bed to test some interesting ideas and some UI ideas that I've been working on. Uh and it kind of looked like an iPod app at first. iPod, iPad app at first uh, before the ipad was introduced it was sort of like an ipad app sitting inside a mac window um then about a year and a half ago it turned uh, you know i teamed up with chris and we decided to take that and turn it into a product um so we've been making you know we made a lot of changes we did a lot of polish and we sort of redirected it to be less uh like an ipad app and it it now sits very nicely next to um things like keynote and and the 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 iworks lineup Yes, and it doesn't have a blue icon, which I appreciate a lot. It's got an it's got it's got an orange one, the the, the exact opposite of what you're. You know, yeah. So aside from uh, from the new Mac app, what like uh, you, you've obviously been involved in some some other community oriented or. Uh, um... Yeah, so I mean, I've been programming professionally for like a long time now. I don't know how long, fifteen years, more than that. Uh, I, did, I did video games for a long, long time. Uh, before moving into doing Mac programming with uh, Rogue Amoeba. Uh, and I left them in 2009, 8, 9, around there, uh, in order to focus on doing more I- iOS stuff because I, I, it really fascinated me. Um, so I've worked on a lot of projects. A lot of them have been on you know contract stuff, so I, I don't really... I guess it'd be the sort of Batman mysterious stuff about it, but... <laughs> But they're pretty good. I, I like them. Um, they're, they're apps we've heard of. Let's put it that way. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> many. I hope. Well, I hope so. Uh, so yeah, now and now I'm basically, you know, going into got 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 this company set up with Chris and uh, seeing how it feels to work on my own project or my own app. Right on. Where's uh, Where's Chris from? Chris is in Seattle, so he's also Canadian. Oh wow! But Gets an American passport. Yeah. Does does he do uh, design work or because you, you probably do oh, a lot of oh, so yeah sorry uh, Chris Parrish is um, ex of uh, Rogue Sheep. He's an old school Adobe guy. Yes. Worked on worked on InDesign. Has a very very strong graphics background, and so in a lot of ways our skills complement each other. But 
in, like, so we've got a big overlap in that we can think about things in the same sort of framework. Uh, but on either end, we have different uh, specialities that we're, you know, we're particularly good at. And what, what, do you, what do you think you like better uh, in terms of the platform? Do you, do you prefer working on, on Mac apps in general, or, do you, or do you, are you pretty partial to iOS as well? That's a great question. I think they're very, very different beasts. Um, personally, I love the frameworks and I like the language a lot. Uh, you know, obviously there's flaws and we can spend a lot of time complaining about the particular flaws. Um, but I think they're very different design problems. Like building something for the Mac is very different from building something for, for the iPad or for the, for the phone. Um, a lot of people kind of have an issue with the UI kit versus app kit. And I... I'm kind of okay with AppKit. I mean, I think it needs to be modernized, but I don't think it's you have to throw the whole thing out. There are times where I use I use AppKit at work, and I'm like, "Well, this is supposed to work." Oh, right, this is AppKit. It's not UIKit. <laughs> oh, really? So you're you're an anti not an anti AppKit, but you're a. You know what? You're right. There's plenty of times when it's just bust. And here's the thing: it works differently. Yes. And, yes, and it's old school. Like it, it yeah. doesn't embrace the views and the and the. Uh, the controllers as much as uh, as uh, UIKit does. Oh yeah, right. We're getting pretty nerdy deep on this now, but yes, uh, <laughs> you should. We're just, just going to turn into a debug episode. Um, Doesn't everything do, do it? <laughs> I guess I don't know. I end up just every podcast I'm on, I end up interviewing the people that I'm supposed to be, like, you know, a guest to. Um, yeah, you're right. It's AppKit is antiquated, and some things need to change. But I've back to the original question. I don't know if I have a favorite platform. I, I'm very happy that I've shipped a Mac app. I think it was the right thing to do. I think it was a, it, in order to solve this problem, which is a quick annotation of, of images uh, to speed up iterative design, I think the Mac was the platform to do it on first. Not, yeah. not, won't, not saying we won't do something for iOS later. No, I think, uh, I think we both agree, or all three of us agree on that one. That's, it's, a, it's a great, great uh, way to go about that, that type of app. Thank you. The, uh, so you've actually been, um, aside from development, you've also been on the, the speaker circuit for years and you know, attending. Wow. Yeah. Has it been years? Really? I don't know. That's interesting. So would you say that I'm on the speaker circuit? Well, sorry. I, yeah, maybe that's the wrong term. You know what? Yeah. I don't know. I, honestly, I speak maybe once a year and only when it's interesting. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, I... I'm not going to say I don't like giving talks because I do, uh, but it's a thing for me. It's like I, I don't have a prepared presentation that I that I uh, iterate on. And uh, here's the thing: we're trying to pitch your conference, so I don't want to say anything bad about the quality of the thing. What I do do is I think I have an interesting. No, I, it's more like to me. It's more like um, think of it like blog posts in in a presentation form. Yeah. Wherein I could keep rewriting the same blog piece over and over and fixing the spelling and make it, you know, and eventually it's a, like Hemingway style, like just awesome, which uh, like a lot of professional speakers do. A lot of speakers that speak on the on the pro circuit do. I I don't do that. I'd rather just talk about something really interesting and each, each time something interesting to me at least, and hopefully something interesting to the audience. I, I'm exactly uh, the same. We have the local Cocoa Heads group, and uh, if we don't have any speakers for a month I'll just pull something random out of my folder and I'll talk about that and right. that usually mm -hmm. makes for a very interesting conf uh, mini conference if you wish just talking about stuff you're passionate about is always you know yeah. a recipe yeah that's great and you know what um, when I do choose to speak I, I usually I try to do something different every time well I do do something different every time and part of the reason is it gives me an excuse to learn 
Yeah. Uh, it's that old adage that uh, you learn more by teaching than you do by just, like, listening. Yes. Uh, and so, I, you know, that's kind of, that's part of the reward of it for me is just, you know, getting getting my thoughts to the point where it can solidify them in what is hopefully a clear presentation that, that uh, the audience can benefit from. And then when you have a smart audience and they ask you questions, you go, hmm, that makes me think of some more things. Yeah. And then you learn a lot yeah. more. So, yeah, yeah, that's totally awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I do kind of like uh, getting stuff. It, it never, ever happens. But, you know, if, if the audience member stumps me, then that, that's good. <laughs> well, speaking of audience members that would stump you, so do you have any ideas what you would like to talk about for uh, the upcoming NS North? Yeah, you know what? Um, let's just you know pull back the curtain a bit because we've been talking on the phone for like 15 minutes before we started recording this thing. Uh, I was going to talk about napkin release, but I've since decided that uh, what I want to talk about is um, graphics and specifically 3D graphics. And my intention is to sort of compare, uh, you know, the UI view hierarchy, the AppKit hierarchy, to more specifically the, the core animation 2D hierarchy and extrapolate that and contrast that out to, to SceneKit, which is the new 3D graphics um, framework available on Mountain Lion. And through the similarities, I hope to be able to, uh, explain, to the, like, explain to the audience how 3D works, why it works, why it's not that dissimilar from 2D programming in terms of the, the tree. Um, and, you know, hopefully get some people a little less intimidated about trying... 3D stuff, or, or what it could, what it could do that's interesting for them. That's awesome, and it could be, it, and it's going to be great also because I know core animation is a stumbling block for a lot of people. We get to go, yeah. how do I do this animation? And even though it's it's relatively easy compared to all the other ways of doing it, it's yeah. still you know conceptually you have to think about it. So it'd be interesting to see if some people will jump from just static directly to 3D and skip the in between core animation. <laughs> right. Yeah, that'd be interesting. I mean, so. Co the core animation layers actually have a 3D transform on them. Um, That's right. But you can't render 3D content. Right. Like a, like a model can, or something. A model or, yeah, a mesh. Yeah. Um, I, I, I think it's an interesting path from here's how AppKit view hierarchy works or UIKit view hierarchy. Here's what the, the CA layer tree looks like behind it. Now, here's the same thing, except now instead of a flat 2D bitmap, you've got a model, like a 3D representation, and it's texture mapped. Uh, I think we're all going to learn something. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. That sounds awesome. Yeah. The, the, the only, the only uh, exposure I've had to scene kit was uh, when, whenever Jeff LaMarche posted uh, mm -hmm. a new entry on his blog there regarding scene kit and some of his trials with it, and it, it's, it looked fantastic. So um, we're really yeah. excited about this. He's got, actually, um, he's got, I think he's, publicly posted the, the start of a book he was working on for OpenGL, oh. which looked pretty good, but I, I think the project got abandoned, and I don't blame him. It's, it's really, really hard to talk about OpenGL, which, so I haven't actually done it before, despite having uh, a lot of experience in it. I've never given a talk about it, OpenGL, and I think oh. it's because it's, it's hard because you cannot just jump into the subject. Yeah. Uh, you can't just say, like, you know, here's the OpenGL call or incantation, as, as Phil likes to say. <laughs> You need you need a framework of understanding. It's like and, when you want to talk about Clang or LLVM, you can't right. just start talking about a compiler. You have to right. start about talking about processor architectures and stuff like that. Yeah, well, not even. It's like step one: what is a compiler? Yes. You know what I mean? Because a lot of people don't even understand the step one: what is a, yes. what is three D? <laughs> what does that even mean? You know? Yes. Um, 
But yeah, but with seeing Kit and its uh, sort of kinship to, to the other frameworks, I, I think there's a, a decent path to make something interesting that I hope hope people will, you know, enjoy. For sure. That's excellent. I and hope so. Yes. <laughs> it, better, well, it better be. Well, I'm going to be mad at myself. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you want to hear more about this, you, you, you'll, need to, you'll need to come to NS North and, and yes. hear Guy speak and talk to him afterwards uh, or even before or, you know, over a beer or something. We'll, see, we'll figure something out. Right. But uh, that brings me to, uh, to our, our closing open question, which is, uh, so we have this conference coming up and uh, uh, some people are going to attend, but why do you think people will, should attend these uh, con- kind of smaller conferences that are kind of popping up all over the place, but this one happens to be in our own backyard. Um, well, our backyard is awesome. <laughs> even, even though you're, even though you're in Ontario rather than Quebec, but still, you know, it's, it's still Actually, pretty awesome. I'm in Quebec, but yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, the, I, you know, Wolf Ranch deserves a lot of credit for, for this sort of scene popping up. And one of the values of C4 was that it was small enough that you could bump into people and you could have real conversations around the table. Um, the people that you meet at these smaller indie conferences are smart. They're interested. They're going out of their way to attend something that's not just, you know, it's not just WWDC. They're, they've done a little bit of research. They're, they're engaged enough to listen to something like this podcast to go out of the way a little bit to, to find out about it. Um, which means that they, they want to talk to you. They want to learn from you as much as you want to talk and learn, learn from them. And I think that's a really, really valuable uh, commodity. It's, I, I hope to deliver an interesting talk, I, I, and I think I will. And I know, you know my other co-speakers are, are going to for sure. Uh, Luke is one of the, my co-organizers for Singleton. I'm sure he's going to be great. Gus is an old friend of mine. Rob Ryan is, is a great guy. There's just so many people on this list. Oh, Sam's there. There's so many people. Um, even, uh, you know what? I'm just going to list everybody. Just forget it. Everybody's great, except Gus. Um, <laughs> but I don't think that the speakers are necessarily the, the value. I think the speakers have enough value to have an excuse to get there. And I think a lot of the value is just going to be meeting your other attendees, uh, rubbing shoulders, talking with the speakers, just mixing it up. Um, it's almost like, why would you turn that down? It's a, it's a small capacity crowd. There's a lot of interesting people there. It, it, it's almost foolhardy to be, you know, to, to write it off and pretend that you won't get a ton of value out of it. Yeah, like with the, it's, the, the, the speakers are, are there to, to facilitate conversation, you know. They, they present the idea for 45 minutes, and then, you know, it's up to the, the awesome attendees to go ahead and, and carry that through, you know, and, and, and mm-hmm. you know, enlighten everybody. Like, it's, it's, it's going to be great. It's going to be great. Yeah, I, I think it's really great. Uh, here's, you know what, uh, so I'm speaking, uh, Luke Vandal is speaking, and we've got a third organizer for Singleton, Scott, who's, who's he's had a busy year and he's just moved out west in Canada. So yes. Why would he, he go he there? Uh, he's got good reasons, actually. I mean, <laughs> I'm setting it up to be a joke, but I don't want to make a joke. It's, he's got very good reasons to moving out there. Um, but two out of the three organizers of, of Singleton are speaking at NS North. Uh, so I think it's pretty safe to say that we're excited to not have, A, not have to do the work, <laughs> and B, to, to, to attend something that, that you know, I think is going to be really great. And I'm glad you guys are putting it on. So c- good luck and congratulations. 
Thanks, man. Well, thank you very much. It's, it's an honor to have so, you guys here. So uh, thank you, Guy, uh, and thank you, Dan. And if you want to hear more about uh, Guy and Dan, of course, you will want to go to nsnorth.ca and uh, sign up for the mailing list. And uh, if you like what you hear and you really want to buy a ticket, I would uh, not wait too long because they are going fast. And uh, go ahead and go to nsnorth.ca to find out about our other speakers. And we'll have soon we'll have another one next week for uh, the NS North podcast. Thanks, Guy. Thanks, Dan. It's been fun. Thanks. Thank you very much.